Cake Team, this has been the longest time coming and I am so excited to welcome you to the Mixed Collective podcast. So basically, since I started releasing my weekly recap vlogs about, a year, can you believe actually a year ago to this month was the time I first started? That is wild. Since then, this has been the probably most requested uh, request from you guys for me to do and which thank you thank you so much for wanting to I guess hear about me and hear from me so also thank you for watching my videos you guys are awesome I think a lot of you kind of recognize that okay I have been going for quite a while but some of you may have only just joined or quite a few of you actually joined about two years ago so there is so much we have to catch up on so I'm so excited episode one I'm going to catch you up on the last eight years of mix Michaela moi and yeah I hope you love it I hope you're entertained but most importantly I hope you do not feel alone and you are always accepted you are loved and you are part of team mix so thank you so much for listening and I really hope you enjoy you could say that this all kind of started in high school from the very beginning I've always wanted to be quote unquote a rock star I've always wanted to sing I've always wanted to write songs um, and I'll get into sort of like my music influences and everything like that later but for a brief kind of catch-up I yeah have just always been singing and writing and when I got to university well I graduated high school and then my parents said okay so what are you gonna do at unis and it kind of in my family anyway it wasn't really an option to not study further and at the time I could think of nothing worse I wanted to just go off and be a rock star I wanted to do rock star things and you know go play pubs and shows and everything and unfortunately that at the time wasn't on the cards for me but looking back on it I think that time and my degree which I will also get into um, is probably the thing that has set me apart the most and I would attribute most of my successes that I've had to that time so Thanks, mum and dad. I appreciate it. I did a Bachelor of Communications at the University of Queensland. My major was actually Mass Media and Culture. It's not actually available as a course anymore, which is really sad. But at the time, it basically just taught me how to target and market to a mass audience, which is what I've been trying to do, I guess, for the last eight years. Everything for me was at the start was actually all trial and error. I was learning these marketing theories and trying to implement them with social media. So by day I was learning them and by night I was kind of just live case studying the things I was learning. And I guess you could say it worked because you're listening to this and it had to reach you somehow. So while I was at university, I had about four jobs going at one time. Everything I was earning, I literally put into a savings account because I was going to make a record and you know I was going to be famous and I was going to hear it on radio and nothing is more humbling than uh, putting all your money your effort and your resources into your first ever single that you think is going to blow up that just kind of bombs but at the time um, I was excited I had I think I had about a hundred people total watch my first ever music video within its first like opening night or week or whatever and um, yeah, at the time, I, I just remember saying to my mom, like, I just want a hundred people to watch this. I just want the views to say a hundred and then I will be happy. Like I've, I can tick it off. And over time it grew from a hundred to 200 and um, 
yeah, I mean, now we're at, I think it's 1.5 million uh, followers across the board. So look back and kind of see um, where I started and where I am now. And even now I look and I look at my goals and I look at um, what I need to do to get to where I want to go. There's still so much, but I mean, no matter where you are, I think you should really take the time to look at where you started and where you are now, even if it was a day or a week, a month of you starting something, you've made progress, you know, whether it's making an email or making a flyer or something, or just putting your creative energy or thought into something. If you do the work, it'll happen. And I'll tell you something else. There's nothing more humbling than emailing your local radio station and asking them to play your song and either not responding telling you no or telling you to build a following so on that building of following my sister actually did the same degree that i did she's also in marketing and communications and she was interning for a pr firm at the time um, i released my first single i've actually told this story on another podcast before so sorry if you're hearing it for the second time so my sister was interning at this pr agency and she took them my single and said, hey, so my sister's just released the song. Like, do you have any ideas of like what we can do to really get it out there? And um, they listened and they said, oh, this is amazing. She sounds just like Taylor Swift. And at the time I was jumping for joy. She actually had connections to our local radio station. But she said, you're going to struggle to get your song on the radio if you don't have a following. So that's pretty much what I did. I went out and I built a following and I'm still building that following. And that sort of has been my focus throughout this whole period of time. With my first single, Time to Grow, my mum actually found this awesome opportunity uh, by Amazon Music and they had just launched. So keep in mind, this was eight, nine years ago. I submitted my song to be put on this compilation album that was a free download by anyone around the world, but it, Amazon's obviously, it's American, so the audience for it were mostly from the US. And I had my song put on there. It was, I just remember this absolute feeling of glee that someone, um, someone else liked my song and enough to put it on this album. Like, yes, it was free download, but I mean, it had like tens and thousands of hits and downloads on it, so. I had tens of thousands of people listening to my song, it was unreal. That's kind of how I started my footprint in the US and my first, I guess, um, group of followers. So I actually still have a few people still following me from then, so shout out to you guys. Thank you for coming on this journey and watching me grow. Yeah, literally time to grow. Ah. <laughs> After the compilation album sort of uh, died down, I released a music video for the single. And that video, I remember, yeah, like I said earlier when it came out, like all I wanted was just a hundred views. Like that's all I wanted. I would have been happy with that and move on. I remember I woke up, I think it was like 101. It was probably just my family watching it on like refresh and repeat so i've been very lucky to have such a supported team around me but a video eventually i think a couple months later was found uh, just obviously i guess randomly maybe algorithmically by an argentinian radio station and they loved the song so much that they actually started playing it and i remember just being a amazed that an international radio station was playing my song but also that, you know, I couldn't get a call back in Australia, yet I had people overseas putting my single on 
compilation albums like companies like Amazon and then yeah Argentina was now playing my song so then I had my next group of I guess followers come and join me during that sort of leg of promotion I released one of my singles with Spanish subtitles and yeah so I really just kind of immersed myself in the community and I still do now I've semi-learnt so many languages in my time just connecting with you guys I've learnt a bit of Spanish I've learnt a bit of Italian I'm currently learning Hindi you guys take the time out to interact with me so it's only fair that I give it back to you and speaking of interacting with you guys I remember one of the things I did that I didn't really see anyone else online doing at the time was replying back and talking to you guys I don't know if that just wasn't a priority to them or if they didn't think that it was worth it but I thought it was so worth it I've been replying to every single comment every single dm and message and email since the very very beginning and i remember sometimes it takes hours to just sit back and um get back to you guys because it's not just one message like obviously i'm interested in what you have to say and i ask a question and as i think a lot of you would know so i guess that's just a few things that have set me apart and sort of can kind of shape the framework for how I got started. Another interesting thing I'll note as well with that first YouTube video, Time to Grow, I didn't actually have a music genre when I was putting out music. I just put it up. I mean, it was at a time when I think I was just putting up as pop, but it definitely wasn't pop. <laughs> I don't think I really understood um, where to place myself. And it was actually comments on YouTube that placed me because people who would find my song through the algorithm would say, oh my God, like look at this country singer. And I was like, oh, okay, looks like we're country. And you know, it wasn't foreign to me. I've been listening to country music since I was such a young girl. It made sense that that's where I was kind of placed. I've also partnered with a lot of charities throughout releasing my music. New Life, I partnered with the White Ribbon Foundation. All my proceeds actually from the single went towards the White Ribbon Foundation. You can look more into that if you like, it's actually a really great cause. Another single of mine was released in collaboration with Tourism and Events Queensland. So for those of you who don't know, I'm from Australia, you can't tell by my accent, and I'm from the state of Queensland. So our government tourism body for my home state joined up with me to release a song to showcase the reopening of a region of Queensland who had been completely destroyed in um, a tropical cyclone. Uh, the devastation at the time was insane, but they also received a lot of really negative media around the cyclone and whenever anything to do with the region was brought up like the images of the destruction was brought up too so people were still cancelling holidays left right and center and they just really kind of needed to boost tourism and tell them oh we're open as well as um they used my international footprint that i have thanks tmix will show the world that it was open so people would still come um and yes that's also i guess another way how i've not necessarily marketed myself but i've always tried to align myself with my own core values with that I see in other people and find that synergy with brands and even if I'm doing influencing work on Instagram or Facebook I will only ever partner with brand that speaks true to me and speaks my own values out there. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you stay true to yourself, if you believe in yourself and if you're proud of the product that you're putting out, whether it's music, whether it's something e-commerce or something completely nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but you're proud of it, just go for it. What do you have to lose? It's not going to be 
an overnight journey. I can guarantee you that. They, there's a saying, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Uh, maybe slightly faster now with social media and the ability to go viral. So let's make it eight years. Eight years to be an overnight success. I mean, it's a journey and I'm so excited for you if you're about to embark on absolutely anything or if you have and if you need any sort of encouragement or pep talk, you just let me know. Anyway, if you would like to send in questions, I would love to answer them in my next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to my first episode of the Mix Collective podcast. Love you, team. Stay safe.